Alrighty, so we've finished our discussions on homicide and rape, and now we're moving on from talking about certain crimes, and we're going to focus on defenses that people can make if they are accused of a crime. So we're going to begin our discussion today by focusing on general defenses to crimes, and more specifically, we'll talk about justifications and excuses, but we'll list the several options that people can take. And then we're going to move into in our next episode about the self-defense justification or excuse that one can make and talk about that being used as, for example, a defense against a murder charge. So general defenses of crimes, there are five main categories that we discuss uh, the first is failure of proof evidence. The second is offense modification. Third is justifications, which we'll focus on more, and excuses, which we'll focus on more. And finally, we have non-exculpatory public policy defenses. I'm just going to simplify that by saying public policy defenses. Let's talk about these just briefly to give an overview of what each one of these are. An example of each one of these. So failure of proof defense. Well, it's pretty straightforward. It's just saying the prosecution did not meet the burden of proof that they had to meet, meaning they did not prove what they're actually trying to say. And actually, a good couple of ways to show this as a defense is a mistake of fact. And we've talked about mistake of fact before. But mistake of fact can be a burden of proof thing because, sorry, not a burden of proof, but a failure of proof defense because mistake of fact cancels out the mens rea that is needed to find someone culpable. So if you can't show that they did not make a mistake, well, then you can't show, you can't meet all the elements required to convict somebody. And so you can say mistake of fact is a defense of failure of proof. Second, offense modification. So what this is, is when you have an offense and then there's something additional that occurred that may explain why that person was involved in that offense. And so, for example, say a father's daughter is kidnapped and the father pays a ransom to get his daughter back. The father in this instance is not going to be considered an accomplice to the accomplishment of the kidnapping crime. It, it's because he's not the person who did the evil. He didn't do the kidnapping. And so you can't convict him of being an accomplice when all he did was try and free his daughter. So that's offense modification. It's just... What additional circumstances are there that may remove somebody's culpability? Third, we have justifications. This is when there's a societal benefit that somebody has in their actions, even though uh, those actions may, in most original circumstances, be considered wrong. But in these circumstances that it happened, could be considered a societal good. And for example... A person burning a cornfield normally is going to be considered a bad thing. 
But if a person goes out and burns a cornfield to save a town from being burned, well, then society will have benefited and they can use that as a justification defense to their conviction. Fourth is excuses. This is when a person acts wrongly, but they have in a reason a reason why they shouldn't be blamed for the crime. This is different than the justifications, even though they often get confused. The reason why there's a difference is because an excuse is still an inherent wrong, whereas a justification in the circumstances can be seen as an inherent good. So, an excuse, an example of that, is somebody who is mentally insane and they commit a crime uh, and then they can use their uh, mental insanity as an excuse for why they committed that crime. And so they may not be seen as blameworthy because of the condition that they are in. And finally, public policy defenses. This is when uh, the public policies are likely to be met. Something that's going to benefit society, or rather, continuation of a conviction may even harm society. And what an example of that is the statute of limitations. So most crimes have statute of limitations, meaning you have to file a lawsuit before uh, a certain amount of time. And if you go beyond that certain amount of time, well, then you can't file it anymore. And that is because society is trying to look forward into the future instead of looking back into the past. The only exception to statute of limitations is going to be homicide, or, or maybe it's even just murder. More, more specific there. Uh, but for the most part, public policy defenses are going to be statute of limitations as your big, major defense. So those are the five categories. We have failure of proof, once again, offense modification, justifications, excuses, and public policy defenses. I do want to go just emphasize the difference once again between a justification and an excuse. A justification is something that is in reality a good, whereas an excuse is something that is in reality a harm. So a justification, even if under most circumstances that good thing is considered a bad thing if it's underneath those circumstances and it's good well then it can be used as a justification and on the other hand an excuse if it's inherently a bad thing and it just takes away the blame well then that's what's going to be an excuse so that's an overview of general defenses and now in the next episode we'll get into self-defense thank you for listening to this episode of the law schoolers before i let you go there are four things i want to say the first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website i would invite you to go and join 
Law Schoolers Pro, and you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't are pre-law materials, and the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice. And with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.